Oh, we have music? Yes. Yeah. Our music is like very like... It's like, I don't know. It's a little bit too much. It's, it's got some techno vibes. Yeah, yeah. We we need some Rage Against the Machine or something. I have this ongoing list of podcast notes that John is going to love me for. <laughs> John loves you already. Oh, don't, don't kid yourself. John blames me for anything that... That's on that list. <laughs> yeah. That's also true. Hi, John. Um, okay, so like a little like banter in the beginning and then sort of into a sort of like beginning jingle that plays while introducing the podcast itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think something like that would be would be would be nice. Um, yeah, so like, you know, the thing is, you can have uh, local strategies that implement labels, right? So like different um, different attributes as they, they relate more specifically in one place versus another. And they don't have to be in your taxonomy. Now, you can obviously have more localized taxonomies too, but it makes them less useful. Um, and I think that's where like, you know, uh, things like labeling um, are really useful. And that's like more like freeform tagging. Um, and you see, th- so you see this difference in a lot of, uh, a lot of knowledge systems, like one of the quickest ways that you can go and determine how how broadly a knowledge system can scale is to go and look at whether or not it supports true taxonomy. Because if it doesn't support true taxonomy um, or it doesn't have some type of integration that does, it just really just limits the, the actual enterprise level scalability of that system. Because you just, you, you can't have a common language across other things. You can't, it can't be shared with your other systems. Um, so almost everything supports labeling, like almost every content system supports labeling. Um, but not that many really have good support for taxonomy. And that's, that's an enterprise requirement. That's, that's something that as you scale, you need. Okay. So in choosing what goes into your taxonomy, I assume that there can be instances where obviously a taxonomy less system isn't going to be very helpful and... On the other end of the spectrum, a taxonomy can have too much in it. Um, how does how does an enterprise go about choosing what actually is appropriate for their taxonomy and what is not? I, I think you've got to you have to ask those really difficult questions about. Well, let's just assume we're talking about a product or, or a product line. You've got to you've got to look at the product line and and ask those really difficult questions. And this become this can become really difficult in a case of like a software company. Or take somebody like, um, you know, some startup who's building something and they're not, they're like, we're just going to let this thing be whatever it turns out to be and whatever it is. Like, you can have a real tough time building a taxonomy around that when you don't, you haven't decided what the thing is that you're building yet. That doesn't mean the thing you're building can't change and the taxonomy can't adapt to the change. And you, you go through and you update your taxonomy because you've noticed that your product has shifted or your product line has shifted. But distinguishing, you need to, you need to distinguish between products and how those products relate to one another. Do they relate to one another at all? And all of these very high level um, questions about what your product line has in it and what the what distinguishes one product from another product, um, all of that stuff is going to have to, you have to answer those questions when you go about building a taxonomy. And this is really just like, how do you classify what the thing is and how it relates to the other things that you have? So, the, you know, I think one of the things that's really important to say here is that um, I think taxonomy development is always going to be progressive to some extent yeah. and really good taxonomy development starts with business requirements. 
So it really goes, we want to be able to do this. And what data do we need to consistently apply in order to support that, that particular objective? And this is one of the things that I think is, is really key about the kind of like the why XML question. Because like when it comes right down to it, XML is really just the ability to put content into a, a tree-based hierarchy, which is the, what taxonomies are, right? So it's, it's parent-child sibling relationships of pieces of data. And when you're thinking about like either taxonomy or um, you know, metadata, like deep metadata and documents, um, those kinds of things, what you're, you're thinking about is you're thinking about the ability to iterate on business objectives over time. So that example that I gave around you know, being able to build a, an application that would scan the documents and it would run the commands from the documents in a way that actually like validated the documents and the software, the likelihood that you're going to think of that case when you write your first reference for your commands is like nothing, right? Like that's not the likelihood that's going to be there is you're, you're never going to guess all of those cases, right? All those future applications. But if your content and your content systems are set up in such a way that they provide the framework to iterate on both in-document uh, deep metadata and on taxonomy, which is generally more you know, on-document metadata driven, it gives you the ability to go, hey, we've got this new requirement. What metadata do we need? How consistently do we need it to be? How broadly do we need it to be applied? And how centrally managed do we need it to be to fulfill this requirement? So like, that's the right way to approach both taxonomy and metadata is like, some of it can be very, very situational, very tactical. It can be like, this is a requirement for just this team. Nobody outside this team is going to care at all about this metadata. So let's just go in and apply this tagging to this specific you know, set of content, you know, be that specific phrases or specific components. Um, or you can say, you know, having this piece of information, you know, the ability to correlate one piece of fruit in California to the same piece of fruit in New York is a, you know, it's, it's an entire system-wide requirement. This is a thing that has a system-wide um, business value. So we need to have this centrally managed at a higher level um, and applied throughout all of our systems. Like if we need to be able to classify, if we need to be able to associate classification in our site core resulting article and the source content that's in easy data, you know, then you need to have taxonomy, which spans over both of those things and metadata that is applied in that way. Um, so I think that's how you really go about thinking about, about implementing these things. It, it's, it's really, it's case by case, but it's case by case with a, a lot of mindfulness put into it. Yeah. I, my, my two cents on building these things and coming up with these strategies is that this is one of the more difficult things you're going to do as a, as a content department or an organization or even as a, at the higher level is to one come up with come up with a language to discuss this with um with managers to some degree i mean metadata taxonomy those are these are fancy fancy terms but really they're it's, it's incredibly important and so coming up with the language and a way to talk about this with people to get buy-in is incredibly important because what you're doing is incredibly important. I mean, this is information that is, it's information in a content situation, you know, metadata could be information about the content piece that you're working on, but that content about that piece of information is incredibly important and it's, it's actionable. It's something that you, you can do something with and you want to do something with. And that's kind of the whole purpose. I mean, 
the one of the cases that always comes to my mind, I like the fruit example, um, but I always think of a photograph. And when you take a photo with, you know, any digital camera, um, that photo has arguably has some content to it. It has, it, it, it says something. Um, there's some meaning in that photograph. I say arguably because there are people who don't think that, but they're wrong. So there's meaning in this photograph, but there are things you can do with that. Um, and the camera records, you know, what were the camera settings at the time that you took the photo? What time of day was it? Um, when, what day was it? What time of the year? It'll, it'll record all this information. And that's like the really high level. That's not even about like, you know, the digital, um, digital, digital information within the photo itself. But all of that stuff is really important when you can do a lot with all that information that's stored there if you want. Um, you know, another way to think about like a distinction between metadata and taxonomy and Patrick, I think you've done a good job with this, but um, hashtags on Twitter, I mean, that's that that gets turned into metadata and those become searchable and you can follow hashtags, you can, but there's no structure to those at all outside of the individual tags. Um, a taxonomy is going to, is going to um, force structure on labels. It's going to enforce structure and that structure is in, it's not just something we make up willy nilly. I mean, it's a, it's a real structure that's there that we're latching onto and we're picking up and then we're, we're, we're filling in the terms around that. And those things will morph and shift. Taxonomies can, and they, they do because um, product lines and, and uses shift. And so those taxonomies can shift with them, but it's not just willy nilly. It's thoughtful. It's, um, it's targeted, it's planned. And um, the distinctions are there. And then the metadata, the, the actual labels will fill in those, whatever those like taxonomical buckets are bucket man it's like a big deep bucket yeah i like what you said about this being a difficult process for organizations that sort of have a, a like an amorphous idea of what their product is and what their direction is and it's extremely difficult to build a consistent and uh, directed taxonomy around that yeah so I assume it's, well, I guess I shouldn't assume that it should be a requirement that these things are specifically laid out because it seems like people can do this willy-nilly and then realize later that, oh my God, I did a big oops back then and now I have to go clean up the mess I made when I didn't know what I was doing. Well, well the, so nice uh, what is, I want to, let me, let me, I want to jump in that real quick. Um, hey, I'm going to jump in here real quick. Uh, you're going to jump, where are you going to jump in? <laughs> the bucket. The bucket? Yeah. All right, come to the bucket and come back in a minute. Um, so I, I think it's important. I think one of the problems that can arise out of taxonomy implementations that you need to be really careful to avoid is paralysis by analysis. Um, this is a thing I've seen a lot. And um, I think that when you're looking at starting to implement taxonomy, from an, like an enterprise content strategy perspective, um, I do think that it requires a lot of effort, but I don't think you necessarily have to always start there. So, you know, one of the things that's kind of beautiful about XML implementations and specifically DITA actually, is that you can screw this stuff up and you can go back and mutate it back into something which is, which is working well. So it's, it's easy to, it's, it's pretty easy to go back and, um, retrofit these types of things. So even if you just, you start with small business cases 
And then as you socialize your, um, your benefits and your wins with those small business cases, you find other people who become interested in it. You know, I think that that's the more natural way to do this. So it's like, you know, look what we did with this, you know, this taxonomy or this metadata implementation, like look at the benefit it's giving us and other people will raise their hands and be like, oh, we need that information too. Oh, we need to know that about this. Oh, we need blah, 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 blah. And once you've got people, you've got enough parties around the table, you know, then I think you can start to develop limited scope taxonomies. And over time, I think you can carefully evolve that into being something which is, you know, more of a broad um, domain scoped taxonomy for your organization. And, you know, I mean, I don't think there's ever like one taxonomy for an organization. I think like you taxonomies have domains and like those domains have different scopes and all those kinds of things. Um, but I think that the thing that I would advise people to avoid, not always, but in many cases is to just sit down and be like, okay, we're going to build a domain. Like we're going to like just sit in this room and the 10 of us are going to come up with a taxonomy domain. Now, I think there are situations where that that process is demanded. I don't think there's any other way around it. Like your company just has this like really clear enterprise business problem and you need to be able to correlate things across the organization. And it's just so obvious that the way to do it is with um, some form of a metadata structure. And because it's enterprise wide and there's you know depths and associations and relates to and all that kind of stuff, you get with taxonomy that like it, taxonomy is clearly the 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 answer, and in that case, I think that more you know top down um, exercise can work. Um, but I think that the concept that that's the only way it can work is is not something that I would want anybody walking away from. Definitely this podcast, but really anything um, related to taxonomy to think. I'm out of the bucket, and I only feel a little attacked. Um, by that state, by all that statement, those statements, um, and that's because I, no one's ever accused me of paralysis by analysis. But I think this is—I actually was headed to say the exact same thing. Like in a in an academic setting, in a philosophical setting, um, it can look like paralysis by analysis. Um, we are not in that setting in the business world. We're in a very pragmatic setting. Like we all have things we need to accomplish. We have things we need to get done. And you just have to get started on this. There are cases in which I think you're right, Patrick, where you need to sit down in a room with people and you got to figure this out. Um, but really, this is something like you just start doing. And the systems that can support um, the systems and standards that can support something like a good taxonomy and good metadata strategy, they're flexible and they're going to allow you to make changes. They're going to allow you to update. And as, your, as the taxonomies need to shift, the tools will allow those shifts to happen and happen relatively easily, which is nice. Um, so I've, I've encountered this working with some customers as they do have, um, they see that this is important. They see that this is difficult, you know, coming up with these classifications and, and, and trying to figure out the structure of their product line and how things relate. And um, it, it can be, especially in a, in an environment where you have high stress, where people have to produce and deliver quickly to ask them to slow down and just go, just sit and think about this for a while and sketch this out. That's a really tough thing. It's a tough request. So it doesn't have to happen all at once. And in most cases, it's better not to start small. You can even start at the bottom and work your way back up. Agreed. I think I want to leave it there, guys. Um, I have some other things I need to do. So 
maybe we pick up on this topic next week and we I was just about to ask, do you guys want to keep playing in this bucket? This is a fun bucket. Because <laughs> I can think of like hundreds of more questions. I like this topic a lot. You keep you keep questioning and we will keep uh and we will keep answering. I'd just like to point out it's been thirty seven minutes and my wife has brought me coffee and my daughter just brought me a muffin with butter. Wow. Look at that. It's a good day. You uh you sir are a lucky man. <laughs> I know. They don't understand what they did. They screwed up. Me. All right, guys. Thanks for this. Talk later.